G'day folks, Chris McLean, Peak Performance and Transformation Coach, and we're back again with another episode of the Peak Performance and Predictable Growth Show, the Peak, the peak Performance Show for creative agency founders, leaders, and owners, where we explore the agency journey from the unique perspective of those at the coalface of the industry, and my guests help unlock and dissect tools, strategies, tactics that are working in the trenches to help you grow your business, to service your customers better, and to scale to that six, seven figure and beyond wherever you want to take your agency. My guest today in the studio is Dylan from Alchemy Copywriting, and he does copywriting for digital agency owners. Excited to dive in and learn all about Dylan and how he helps agency owners write better copy, perform better, attract better clients and make more sales. Dylan, thanks for jumping on and joining me here today, mate. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So take us through, we spoke briefly before we sort of jumped on here. Take us through your journey into, or from what you, whatever you were doing into now I'm a copywriter. Take us through that sort of, how did you get started in, in copywriting and why specifically did you focus on copywriting? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually an interesting story. Um, I had a buddy of mine about a year ago to the day uh, just come to me and say, hey, I think you might be good at this copywriting thing. Why don't you give it a try? And um, we found out that uh, he was trying to get me to do some free work for him, but that's all right because <laughs> the journey that, that's been fueled by that um, decision of his has been amazing for me. Awesome. It's funny how these things kind of come out of nowhere sometimes with you. You've find your passion, find your interest just because someone. So previous to this, had you done writing? Had you had agency experience? Had you been in the creative area? Or you sort of, were you in somewhere, something adjacent, something completely different? Um, so it's interesting. I was in a completely different field. Um, I was actually not even in the world of marketing at all. I was working a right. quote unquote college job uh, down at my local um, country club. I was a valet there. And so I kind of got started in the world of marketing about a year ago and it's taken off for me since. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what, what about your past do you think you bring into that sort of art of copywriting, that art of compelling people to take action based on words? How have you found that? Um, what character, you know, have you looked back and gone, oh, I was always like this as a kid or, you know, being a valet, you've obviously got to communicate with people and have that personality and, and that kind of stuff. Have you found that sort of helped you become a better copywriter? Um, mate, tell us about that. If you Have you had that sort of insight as to what makes you a great copywriter? Um, in terms of past experience, I, I hadn't had a whole lot. Valet, I wouldn't say played a whole whole large role in my um, new venture as a copywriter, but I had past experience writing and it's always been a passion of mine and I just had no idea that you could actually monetize it. And so when my buddy actually came to me and told me that that was a real thing, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And <laughs> especially with the amount of money that he was making doing it, I was right. like all in from day one. Yeah, right. So once you've you've dropped in, you've done some some free work, You've been suckered into doing some stuff and, and realized that you, you actually really like this thing. How did you then move into you know, freelancing, getting going, getting better at copywriting, mastering that craft? How did you start to? How did you move from 
your buddy said, hey, do some free work for me. You realized you enjoyed copywriting. You had a bit of a skill set. You could monetize this thing. What was that next part of that journey? How did you turn that hobby, that idea into a business? How did you start to monetize and start to craft, um, hone, hone that craft and actually you know, get more masterful at that art of writing? Yeah. So uh, for the first two months, actually, I didn't make a single dollar doing copywriting. I was reaching out to people left and right, left and right. And without any real world experience, it's it's a bit difficult to, to make your way into the field of copywriting. So I had to turn back to my friend and um, we did some portfolio building projects together. And we actually ended up making, I think, something to the tune of um, a little over $50,000 in an email sequence that we were writing for an e-com brand. And um, once I had that experience, I kind of realized how out of depth that I was in terms of really understanding my um, marketing from, from a holistic viewpoint, from a macro viewpoint. So what I did was um, throughout the, the course of last year, I ended up spending a little over 15 grand on uh, self-education through you know, different courses from um, the top dogs in copywriting and in marketing in general. Um, some, some that really, really helped me out was uh, Steph and George I's RMBC method. Um, that, that's great for anybody looking to branch into copy and really understand the human psychology aspect of things. And then, you know, of course there's bigger guys like, or older guys, I should say, like uh, Dan Kennedy and Jay Abraham. I took their courses as well. Um, So really just immersing myself in in the world of marketing and trying to to zoom out and understand how each little piece works in an agency setting. Mm. Yeah, I like that you looked at kind of both both aspects of that that craft right you got to get better at copywriting you know jay abraham um dan kennedy perfect guys to go to for understanding foundational marketing because they say these old guys it still works right marketing there's there's foundations there's truths that are always relevant that always work it just we we kind of iterate them based on the context Mm -hmm. of social and the platforms and how how the communication styles change but the foundations of selling someone communicating value to someone remain the same they're they're quite timeless so i love that you went back to those um the sort of doyens the the you know the originators the um the great place you looked at that aspect and that, that the human psychology because that's really what you're doing right you're you're trying to compel someone to take action based on tapping into where they're at what's their challenge and, and using pros and using copy to to make them take an action so maybe from what you learned in that what was what was the for someone who wants to write better copy what's the from that human psychology perspective what's the the top couple of tips you can give around writing better copy to help compel people to take action which is obviously what we want as business owners right so something that helped me tremendously was uh looking at a, a chart breakdown of something called maslow's hierarchy of needs and it basically compartmentalizes people's needs from their basic their basic stuff like food water shelter all the way up to self-actualization which is um something something that not a lot of people get to so you have to understand where somebody's needs are on that hierarchy in order to be able to uh, properly target them yeah yeah so you got to meet meet them where they're at um 
Yeah, it's interesting. Maslow actually did, never actually drew his um, concept as a as a pyramid. Somebody mm. else actually invented the pyramid for his hierarchy. Um, if that's it, there's actually a guy named Scott Barry Kaufman. Dr. Scott Barry Kaufman's doing. He's essentially gone back through all of Maslow's work and a lot of his unpublished letters and unpublished works, and sort of taken. He's written a book called Transcendence. Um, which is essentially taking Maslow's hierarchy and bringing it into a new model. Um, it's really, really interesting stuff. Um, so if that sort of floats your boat, um, yeah, really interesting. He's sort of gone back over Maslow's work, found a whole lot of additional stuff that he wrote about. Um, so it's a really interesting look at um, the, the sort of human psychology. And he said that understanding where somebody's at from that, you know, psychological safety. Am I? Do I have food? Do I have shelter right up to? Do I have the most... The, the latest phone, right? Am, right. I on the, am, I, am I doing the most trending things? So always un- so next level, you sort of understand where somebody's at, how you need to speak to them. How do you start to craft copy? Kind of what's your, maybe you take us through, what's your process? How do you start to go, right, I know who this person is. I kind of get some of their psychographics. I know where they live. I know what I'm trying to say. How do you start to then create a Facebook ad or a long-form sales page um, how do you start to craft the actual words to mm-hmm. get them to take that action that you want? So something that I always tell my clients is that 90% of my job as a copywriter is the research portion. It takes me about 10% of my time to actually sit down and write the copy because once you've got a real good understanding of the target the target market's pain points and, and really understanding them inside and out and not just a very surface level understanding that's when you really start to, to be able to break in the big bucks and and um, see the highest return on, on what it is that you're trying to promote. So um, my process specifically, and this is something that I learned from Steph and George I, is a great mentorship. Um, he breaks down into very coordinated steps what the process is of writing copy. So obviously that first part is researching, understanding the pain points, understanding the consumer psychology behind why somebody is going to buy the product or service that you're writing about and then kind of being able to transform that into the actual copy um and you know there's there's rmbc has really streamlined the efficiency of what i do as a copywriter because sometimes i'd sit down at the computer and i'd be writing for uh you know let's say a coaching program and I'd really, really struggle to come up with my big idea or uh, my mechanism. And being able to have essentially just a guideline on how to go from step one to step four has has just completely trans uh, transformed the way that I write copy. So, mm. yeah, it's always good to have a process, right? Something you can follow that you know. If I do this every time, it's going to get me. Know, mm-hmm. most of the way to what I'm doing and then you can kind of iterate on top of that. Something I always find interesting with copy because I, I quite like writing myself, I always find it's interesting to look at do I write, if I'm trying to communicate to somebody or trying to write a post, do I write long-form copy and get really kind of emotive and emotional and get into the story or is it short and snappy? Is it short form that's just like, hey, get this, do this? Do you find that that comes, do you kind of tease that out beforehand? Does that come from understanding the customer or will you kind of try 
various different things for that same sort of that sort of same avatar to see what's going to resonate, whether it's short, long. Is that something that you you that you test, or do you kind of know beforehand what's going to resonate best for that that user? So going into any project, you kind of have a basic idea of whether it's going to be long form, short form. Um, but testing is the second biggest part of, of writing copy. Testing is how you optimize your offer. And unless you do test, you're, you'll never know if you're leaving money on the table. So that's what I always tell my clients. And then that's something that I really uh, preach on heavily as a copywriter. Um, in terms of, of what I prefer, it really is is customized based on the client's needs and, and what I think is going to convert the best. But again, I'm open to ideas from, from my clients and uh, what they want to do. But it also really just depends on the platform that, that you're writing copy for. So, um, for example, if you're writing a Facebook ad, all we're doing when writing an advertisement is selling the click. That's all we need to do. We need to generate enough interest so that that person clicks over to the next form um, in your funnel, whether it's a landing page, a sales page, an opt-in page, doesn't really matter. But in terms of advertisements, I really prefer short form unless it's uh, for a service-based industry because in service-based industries, you kind of need to pre-qualify the people that you're you're trying to get to opt-in to whatever it, your offer is. So it's it's highly depending and highly variant. Yeah, I like that idea that you're testing for, you're, you're qualifying with copy because if someone's really, if find, someone finds it really compelling and they can read all the way through a long form sales page or a long bit of copy, they're pretty well qualified to click mm-hmm. the button. Whereas someone you know, gets through and goes, that, that's not me, that doesn't sound like me, they're less likely to go through. So I like that idea of you sort of talk about qualifying there. And I also like what you said about each I think this is an important distinction for people to make is that each each part of the communication has a specific job, right? Each part of the funnel has a specific job. Um, I think a lot of people just generally in marketing can try to sell the product in the ad, mm-hmm. right? But there's the product's actually a few steps away. That ad mm-hmm. sells the click and then that click is the sales page. The sales page sells the video sales page or the trade, the mini course, the mini course sells the coaching program yeah. um, so how, how do most because you work with agencies do mm-hmm. most of them come to you with like here's my funnel write the copy for it are you or do you also kind of get involved in that that strategic piece of hey let's break this up let's make sure that we're doing the right things at the right stages so typically yeah when when i have a client an agency owner come to me um more often than not, I'm working with agency owners who already have an, a pre-existing offer and they're just trying to optimize. Um, and the reason being is because a lot of the times their budget is much higher than the people who are just starting out trying to create their own funnels um, and don't have a real clear idea on what their uh, unique selling proposition is or who their target market is. So that, that includes a lot more work on the front end um, if somebody is just starting their funnel. So that's kind of why I typically prefer to, to go with people with uh, pre-existing offers and then just be able to sol- solve problems at a high level for them because I don't think of myself so much as a copywriter anymore, but as a problem solver for businesses because copy is just one little unique part 
of an entire marketing process. And unless I can understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish on a high scale, then that copy is really obsolete because it doesn't serve a higher function within whatever it is that their goal is. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, you, you need to consider the, the the holistic approach. You need to understand the whole strategy and the context that that you're going to be writing in. So you need Absolutely. you need to understand the battlefield, the strategy, as well as the specific tactic for each each part of that. Um, yeah, really really good stuff. So when what types of agencies do you tend to work with? Is it more digital agencies? Is there any type of agency that's just looking to reach um, any specific type of customer or any type of agency that just wants to you know, get what, attract better clients, attract more clients into their funnel? Um, do you have specific types that you tend to work with more often than others or is it just kind of anyone that needs to promote themselves better? Yeah, so there is more often than not uh, more of a demand for agents for digital marketing agencies now i have worked with lead gen agencies in the past and and different different variations of that but uh typically for lead gen um their funnels are pretty copy and paste so they don't need a whole lot of um, creativity when it comes to their copy because they already basically from my understanding of a lead gen agency, they're taking what's already worked for other for other competitors in the past and essentially replicating that. And that's pretty much what a copywriter does as well, but there's a lot more creativity that goes into the copy than just click and paste, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that, that's interesting too. How do you make sure that obviously you're working with different businesses, but you're also every business and every business owner has a different personality. So mm -hmm. how do you make sure that you're essentially you're writing on somebody else's behalf? So mm -hmm. how, how do you make sure do you do workshops? Do you sit and work with the agency owner particularly to understand what's the brand voice? How do you speak? How do you, how do you kind of capture that and make sure that you're bringing that personality and tone through what you're writing on behalf of someone else? So my process for breaking down uh, brand voice and really understanding it from an inside um, an insider's perspective is, yeah, the, the initial call that I have with uh, the agency owner really serves to help me understand that on a deeper level. But then also I have um, two different forms that I send over, which are pretty in-depth. I think 15 questions each and they're long form answers um, so that I can get to the bottom of what it is that they're trying to portray instead of, because like you said, everybody has their own voice. Everybody wants something different as far as what they're trying to portray. So forms and then also in-person communication. I do like a little mini, mini interview type thing with uh, whoever it is that I'm trying to portray there. So. Mm. And you find that you, a lot of the times you writing similar to what they've done in the past, or are you really overhauling and, you know, changing the way that their, their funnels work and the, the way their copy sounds and making it more resonant? Um, so it depends. Um, there have been agencies where, that I've worked with in the past where I look at their, their pre-existing copy and I'm like, man, this is great. Um, I really like the brand voice and I really like the ideas that you've got, that you've got going on currently, or, um, there's sometimes where it just needs a complete overhaul because 
of one reason or another really but uh to get to the bottom of of what we're trying to portray there i have to be brutally honest with my clients and that's something that i tell them up front is that if i think your idea sucks i'm going to be honest about it if i think that there's something we could do better i'm going to speak my mind because my whole goal is to to be of the highest service and solve the highest level problem that i can for my clients so mm-hmm. i can't do that if i'm constantly tiptoeing around and and saying things in such a fashion that um is almost like a political approach to where i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes mm. Yeah, and they're they're hiring you because you're an expert, right? If they could do it themselves, they would have done. They'd be doing it themselves. Right. They're, they're bringing somebody in to make it better. So, yeah, I think that that can be kind of tricky for for service providers to come in and say, actually, this kind of sucks, or I think yeah. your idea stinks. <laughs> you know, and you I'll need be the to be first to say. I'll be the first to say to my clients too. Hey, I think that you could save money here. Hey, this idea just flat out sucks. And to do it in a candid nature to where they know that I'm not trying to um, bash their business or what they've been doing and what's been working for them in the past, but that I'm trying to bring value to the table always. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, super important. And it's all about setting those boundaries, right, and having just having that that right relationship with the client where there's that expectation of I'm going to tell you straight, and tell you up while it's coming from a place of service i want to do the best job i can and i want actually i want to help you grow your business i want to help you make more money and this exactly. is how i think we need to do that to make that happen awesome exactly. stuff awesome stuff so if people are interested in boosting their copywriting making more sales through copy what's some of the the best ways people can reach out get in touch with you and uh, find out more about uh, yourself and what you do uh, best way is honestly Facebook. You either post on my page or reach out through a personal message, but I'm pretty active on Facebook uh, and LinkedIn consistently. So wherever you guys uh, find the need, hit me up. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for uh, dropping in and uh, spending the time with me here today. It's been, yeah, it's always interesting to see different perspectives and um, yeah, understand something like copywriting. It's, it's definitely an art form and it's something that we do a lot of like we have to we have to use words um particularly in ads and our content and our sales pages it's really important that we're crafting the right uh you know the right words the right messaging um and getting our personalities across so yeah super valuable um great insights and thanks for dropping by today and dropping in and spending some time with me yeah thanks chris i appreciate having me on Absolute pleasure. And yeah, if you want to boost your copywriting, get some more stuff done, write a killer landing page, get in touch with Dylan, hit him up. And uh, for all those at home, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for dropping by. And uh, it's been Fast and Furious and we'll see you on the next episode. Dylan, thanks for dropping by and spending time here today. All right. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.